Welcome to the Sound of Movement podcast. We've got a great show for you today and a great set of shows for you this week. We're talking all about injury management. This is definitely a topic that a lot of people want to know about. And today we're going to be talking about what's a physio for? When should you be seeing a physio and what are they going to do for your injuries? What's up everyone, it's time to rock. If you're new to the tribe, Rich is behind the mix. I'm joined by Phil here, and my name is Rad Burmeister. We are Unity Gym experts at turning driven people into athletes. This episode is brought to you by the Unify Movement System, the only online program effectively balancing strength, flexibility, and fitness so you can unleash your inner athlete. You can get daily coaching by us, plus our epic foundations prep program and revolutionary structural balance blueprint to create your ideal program and optimize your performance. As a valued listener, use the link in the description to get your first month free. Also, I'm excited to announce that we have an epic 72-hour flash sale coming up this week for all our injury rehab programs. That's going to start on Wednesday. So if you've got any injuries that you want to uh, have a good program and a good strategy for how to deal with, uh, then check it out. Now, before we get started, warm welcome if you're on the live stream in the UMS Movement Mastermind Facebook group. Leave a comment and we'll send you some love. Remember that anyone can join and interact. And lastly, shout out to our YouTube athletes catching the replay. Hit the like button to support the channel. Subscribe if you like what you see. All right. Well, joining us today is Phil White from ADPT Physio. How are you today, Phil? Going well. Just doing some social media. Most people are listening to the podcast, so they can't see me fiddling around my phone, but <laughs> trying to get better at social media. So putting up a little post on our Instagram. And if nice. you are a fan of what we do here, we'd love some uh, follows on our Instagram. So that's at, at ADPT Physio. Perfect. Um, check us out. Yeah, but, Perfect. Yeah, uh, happy to be back again this week after I alternate between here and the South Coast and I'm um, extra happy to be talking about injury course, management. yeah, physio, injury management. Yeah, so it uh, should be a good week. We're going to have um, Nileshin on Tuesday and Thursday, so we'll get plenty of really good insights from him as well from the professional sports world and how he translates that into um, everyday people. So. Yeah, perfect, perfect. Well, look... Um, Today, we wanted to really, really just let you guys know about what a physio is for. A lot of people probably don't understand this. And, um, you know, this is, this is Phil's jam. So, Phil, why don't you, why don't you kick us off, man? When, when should you got an injury? When, when should you go and see a physio? Well, what are yeah, they going to do? It's kind of even you? more than that. It's like this, this issue that I've had with physiotherapy as a profession since I was a patient um, playing high level sport all through my teenage and early 20s and and sort of going through the journey of like seeing different health practitioners, seeing, um, you know, osteopaths, chiropractors, massage therapists and myself becoming a massage therapist and, and always thinking, oh, maybe I should do physio and then deciding to do physio after a sports science degree. And it's sort of this like interesting challenge as a physio because it's like, when someone says like, oh yeah, I've gone and seen a physio or I've got, I've had physio done on it. Like that can mean so many different things. Mm. And so many people just have like vastly different experiences and have vastly different connotations with the word physio and the profession. Yeah. And so I think it's just a really key thing that I want to get across as ADPT physio and I've been talking to Nilesh a lot about it. I've been writing quite a lot about it when I was down the coast last week and really trying to get to grips of like what we want to be and what we want people's association with physio to be if yeah, by by following what we do. Um and I know talking to you like over the years and um sort of seeing your journey with injuries, like I think your understanding and idea of, you know, what 
um, his injury management and where what role a physio plays in that has has changed over time and it mm-hmm. certainly has for me coming from that manual th- injured person then manual therapy background then as a qualified physio yeah for sure yeah it, it, it definitely is uh, different than what I really understood what a physio was and 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 the body is even being a personal trainer like I'm just amazed at how complex the body is and how 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 much doing the right thing can you know influence the body to grow and develop and rehabilitate in a really positive way whereas doing the wrong thing can just do the total opposite and you know my experience is that your body really adapts to whatever it is that you that you do so when you do the right things your body will adapt to that and you'll get a a desirable outcome whereas when you do the wrong things your body will adapt to that and you get an undesirable outcome and the wrong things can be as simple as doing nothing that can be the wrong thing because you do nothing your body adapts to that right and i've certainly got experience with that i've got experience with doing nothing and seeing what that did for an injury and then doing really good things and seeing what that did for an injury. And, and they both had a very, very different outcome. Yeah, I mean, it's such a common thing when it comes, when people get injured, they think that like rest is best. And often that is, that idea is kind of perpetuated by often GPs and the medical profession are often sort of, you know, take the, use some um, painkillers and take it easy for a little while. And that's, um, the common advice for for so many injuries yeah, it is. Uh, but it is. yeah hopefully we're sort of really helping people understand that there's so much more that you can do to provide an optimal healing environment and part of that is like there is something to be said in terms of rest in that like we don't want to interfere too much and i think that's a, a key thing to understand and we'll go into it a bit deeper that um the biggest thing that's going to sort out an injury is time and basically the um the natural course of a history uh, short of you know maybe a like an acl tear or some really like significant structural thing most things will get back to a point where it's no longer um you know acutely painful and you'll be able to function somewhat normally but along that time period if it's say a six-week injury there's so many things you can do to um provide an optimal um condition for that to heal in the strongest possible way and get to that end of the six weeks and not be really far backwards in terms of the rest of your training. But what I think happens is um, a lot of the business models behind physiotherapy maybe over-treat um, and over-provide services that have speculative or diminishing returns around what will actually make a really big difference. And often it's just sort of entertaining someone for six weeks until their injury would have got better on its own. So it's a, you know it's maybe a bit of a controversial thing to say, but um, really being clear about what has um good efficacy and what is like high value for money treatment and letting patients in on the like having them have an informed decision about how much sort of speculative treatment you want versus how much essential treatment you want that's where i think we really got to get to as a profession mm-hmm. to make it like a high value um care and ethical mm business especially in australia where it is a private like for most musculoskeletal physio unless you're seeing someone in the hospital it's a private business and, and trying to find that balance of um yeah how much you how much treatment you're providing is i think a really um yeah it's an interesting problem <laughs> yeah yeah for sure it is and there's certainly not a lot of physios that are talking the way that you are now not that i've met anyway most of them are 
really keen to you know just get you booked in for several weeks and yeah i mean there's there's so much variety in 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 people around there and you know i know like it's it's a it's it's definitely tricky like as a new business owner in the physio space like it you know we have bills and we have (laughs) things and it it, it makes like it would be kind of nice to just throw that all out the window and just tell people to come in as often as possible but um, you know, we really want to do things in a way that we feel very comfortable with and also make a scalable part of our business in the online space so we don't have to be as pressured um, to, I guess, make decisions that aren't in the patient's best interest. Yeah. And so to, trying to like wrap my head around this and, you know, as I said, I've been writing about it quite a lot I've, I've, and it's something that with, um, you know, I got from you guys with your um, hierarchy of needs around um like what's important for mm-hmm. um, a workout and training. And so I was thinking about that same concept, like which obviously comes from uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs around um, what's essential for... No, a, we come up with it first. <laughs> Whatever, Maslow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I kind of got thinking on that same idea around like what is, what are the essential roles of a physio? And if you were to see a physio once or twice, what are the like main things that you'd make sure you'd want to get done? And then if you were to see a physio... Uh, multiple times like what's the kind of journey of um, different treatments or interventions or education that make the most sense um, in terms of like yeah most essential to least essential and what I kind of want to be really clear about is how much you engage with the physio really should be up to you and your decisions but it has to be an informed decision and so so often you know you might think that like okay an athlete um, makes sense as a person to get uh, lots and lots of treatment, really get those little one percenters and maybe speculative diminishing returns in terms of treatment. Um, you know, maybe lots of hands-on therapy to facilitate more training, that kind of thing. So you might say, see this patient 10 times over the course of two months for for an injury, whereas you might have a um, a dog walker, someone who just likes to walk their dog and they're just worried that they, you know, they twisted the knee a little bit and they just want to make sure that um, they... Uh, aren't going to make their injury worse by going out and walking the dog. So just think about like there's those two maybe polar opposites of um, what you might think when it comes to an injury. And the thing is like it's it's often the case that that dog walker might be totally over-serviced by going in and seeing a, a physio and then they're like, right, okay, I'm going to... And, and this comes from often KPIs from business owners. So key performance indicators saying you have to see each patient eight times no matter what the injury is and this is something that happened when i went and did a job interview is like you have to see um every person at least eight times this many times per week bloody bar and no matter what the injury and so when it comes to that dog walker they're being like completely over serviced where their intention is just to know if they're going to be okay or not and a bit of reassurance but if you're to see a physio who's who's driven by kpis like that then that's going to be not a great value service for um, that patient, whereas you know that might be totally eight sessions over that many that amount of time might be totally appropriate for that sports person. But the thing is, it, it should be a patient-led decision. And if the if the dog walker wanted like the kitchen sink thrown at them and wanted eight sessions, and that was their decision, then that's totally appropriate. And if the athlete you know wanted to just check that what they did isn't going to cause like ongoing damage if they keep training and they only want one or two sessions, that's also totally appropriate. But it's got to be that decision that's led mm-hmm. by the patient and that's where it often that disconnect is and and people get really frustrated with the physio because they're like what the hell like i just stopped going because i didn't know when i'd ever stop <laughs> yeah 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 for sure and a lot of people have quite a salty taste in their mouth about mm. dealing with a physio for that reason 
Um, it is something that, you know, if, if, if we can find a way to change people's perception on it and if physios, if the, not just physios, but practitioners in general could find a way to, to, to do what you're talking about here, then I think it would be you know, better yeah, for exactly. everybody. Yeah, exactly. And as I said, it's like, I'm, uh, like, obviously it's not just physios, like it's a pretty common chiropractor business model to yeah. just sign up people for maintenance forever. And same with osteos, same with massage therapists. Um, I'm sure there are doctors out there who get people in more than um, maybe they need to, but it's that challenging kind of power dynamic of the healthcare space where there's someone with a lot of knowledge around an area and then they've got a patient who doesn't have that knowledge. And what I think we should all be striving for is trying to bridge that gap of knowledge so people can make informed choices. And that's why I'm really passionate about being on this podcast as often as I can and sharing as much as I can, because I want people to be able to ask the right questions and like drive the course of their treatment by having that knowledge. And so um, it makes me actually, this is a really shameless plug here, but it makes me realize how good what we do at Unity Gym is with the partnership of ADPT Physio, because the idea of the way that we what what our first thing that we try to get people to understand about exercise and about getting strong flexible and fit when they come to unity gym is that consistency is the most important ingredient not the effort that you put in not the intensity it's just about creating this habit and that exercise um, should be viewed as something that is a that requires time and that requires consistency not that requires you to just kill yourself in the gym so then once we've ticked that box off, we've got members at our gym and our culture here is unlike any other gym that I've been to where the, you know, 80% of our members are coming three to five days a week consistently. So that's a really big tick. And then people hurt themselves and I do my best to talk them through it. And judging by the look of discomfort in their face and like how much this means to them like when people say oh you know i've got a little twinge what should i do about it i'll usually say look just wait a few days see how it feels and then talk to me but if people come up to like with this look of like yeah. real fear in their face like man i've done this thing and i don't know what i can do then i always say look go and see the guys from adpt physio and let's um you know let's see what they say and what they can help you with and then the way that you guys help them to integrate what they're doing with what they're already doing with us rather than what i've dealt with with physios in the past is we sent people say the same scenario and I say go and see a physio and they say who should you see and I say I don't know I don't have a relationship with any physios just do what you can and they come back a day later with the most confused look on their face and I say why do you look so confused and they said well the physio told me that I can't go to the gym and that I have to just do these couple of exercises um, and, and when you look at the work that they've been done, they've been told to do like 20 minutes of work three times a week, and that's all they got told to do. And that's a really, really confusing experience for somebody. Um, and then I, we've had people that have listened to that and that have stopped their membership, gone down this route of six weeks of physio, and they're out of a lot of money in that time. And then other areas of their health and fitness have really suffered because all they've been doing are these physio exercises when there's so many other things that they could do. And so I know that was a little bit of a rant, but I guess I'm trying to paint the picture of how, what the guys from ADPT Physio, how how it works with them and our Unity Gym members. And then you guys, of course, see people that aren't Unity yeah. Gym members and this, as well. And, and your description there really fits in with kind of our um, approach and this idea of the treatment hierarchy I've come up with, which is, um, Basically, like the 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 key role of a of a physio is first off and first and foremost is diagnosis and and education about what's going on with their injury and so that's where I think you got you and the guys who are on the gym floor do a really great job is it's like you know you're pretty good at recognizing if it's just like a you know, 
painful like training is painful life is painful and sometimes you just might get a bit of pain and that's mm -hmm. quite normal and and if that just goes away fairly quickly and you can train and it's not interfering with anything else and it goes away in like a day or two happy days leave it just um you'll be fine but knowing when to then go and actually get something assessed and um and and diagnosed is is a really key thing and i think you guys you know are really good with, at knowing okay this is a time where you should <laughs> really know what you're dealing with before it um, goes on and so as a physio like if you're coming in for one session the you definitely have to make sure you're getting an idea of what's causing the injury and so going through a um, and a lot of people think that you know just getting a x-ray or a mri um and then um, is going to tell them everything and we've talked about imaging before and we might even talk about it again this week but um unfortunately it's not that simple um and morphology so basically what's happening the stru structurally does not always equal what's causing pain and dysfunction so that's why when you say physio we spend quite a lot of time asking you questions um or we should do um and lots yeah. lots and lots of questions about your training history your injury history um lots of different things about um your life and uh, and what's happening there is we're getting information about the injury and um Getting, forming a diagnosis, but also screening for red flags. And so red flags are basically something where we think like, okay, maybe this isn't, or it's possible that this isn't musculoskeletal, so not a physio injury. And maybe there's something going on um, that could be impacting the pain that's more down the doctor's line of um, treatment. So there's sometimes uh, like, you know, worst case scenario, cancer tumors that masquerade as um, musculoskeletal pain, or um, there's, Sometimes there's signs of, um, you know, nerve disease, like MS or something like that. So we're basically screening for all those those things and knowing when to refer on to, to see someone else. But um, otherwise, we're trying to figure out what's going on musculoskeletal-wise um, and building a, a diagnosis. And then the other really key thing that has to happen in that um, session is talking about kind of education about the condition so you know basics of what's going on and then a prognosis so like what to expect from it mm -hmm. and so when you know what to expect from it like the natural course of history and um basically if you leave it versus if you do um you know follow lots of treatments and you know if surgery is appropriate or not or um you know basically how like and if you keep training on it if it's going to make things worse or it should be fine like knowing what to expect is really key because then that ties into having a discussion about goals and what you want to get back to, what activities you want to do, um, if there's sports or just general lifestyle things, if you want to, if your main priority is getting out of pain, if your main priority is um, performing at a high level, then with all that information, we can put together a plan. And at the end of that discussion around prognosis and what to expect and, and talking about your goals, if you decide like, hey, okay, it's you know maybe not going to get that much worse if I just keep training and I can, um, you know, I might have a bit of pain, it might be up and down, but I know what to do. Like because you have a bit of education around the injury. If you choose like that's that's fine, then, um, and you know, with us, we also generally provide like a, a general exercise program at that stage if people aren't already exercising. Then if people make the decision like, hey, that's enough information and that's all I, all I want is just a bit of reassurance and a bit of knowing what's going on, then that's a totally appropriate time to, you know, not come back and yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Um, but then if, because that, that first session just gives us so much information around, yeah, basically like what to expect and a good discussion about goals. And ideally we'll have more time than just doing that. But that's the key thing that I think a physio's role is, is, is diagnosis, talking about like educating around the condition um, and talking about the prognosis and what to expect. So yeah. I think now is probably a good opportunity to talk about x-rays and ultrasounds and things like that, because that is a um, 
really uh it was, a, it was very interesting for me to hear you guys talk about it and i had um i've worked with many physios um over the years but the three that i've gone back to and that have had a significant impact on um the betterment of ailments in my body are yourself nilesh and leroy and i've seen all three of you guys for leroy lobo is a is a mutual fr he worked with nilesh for uh, many many years in the gws giants uh yanni and i know him from 15 or 17 years ago when we started out as as personal trainers and that's how we created the relationship with phil and nilesh and everybody it's a it's a little bit of a web of, of our friends there but um all three of you have at the same at different times said to me when i said oh look i'm going to go and get a scan and i'm going to get this basically in your own way said the same thing which is well yeah look the scan's nice but i'm not really concerned about that i want to see more about what your symptoms are what you experience and just because I've been working with Nilesh more than you lately, it's more fresh in my mind what I've been doing with Nilesh. And what has happened with him is, you know, I've had, um, I, I had an injury. It didn't get better for about a month. So I decided to go and get scans on it. Um, and my worst fears were confirmed. It was another slap tear and a torn um, infraspinatus, part of the rotator cuff. Um, but then when I go and do my treatments with Nilesh and when he gives me his... Um, you know what I need to do for the next couple of weeks it's never uh, let's have a look at that scan again or it's time to go and get another scan and let's see it it's always move like this move like that what do you feel let's have a look at how your shoulder moves and then he'll go okay you know I think we need to hit these muscles for the next three weeks or so and create some strength here because that looks like it's lacking to me um, and you guys have both done the same thing to me Leroy and and yourself and I am amazed at how much better I've gotten from, you know, getting that kind of advice and that kind of a, an approach rather than a, uh, you've got this injury, we better go and see a surgeon for this, or you've got this injury, so this is what the, you know, the way that we're going to deal with it is. That is really, really different than what I thought a physio was for, and I thought the way that things would go, and I've had amazing results from it yeah and before you do i do jump into that um if you're watching live let us know who you are sean turner said consistency over intensity um and yeah if you've had experiences seeing health practitioners we'd love to hear about what that's been like if it's been really good or if it's not been good because yeah we love a bit of live discussion so do let us know mm. but yeah the the imaging side of things is super interesting and and it's a bit of a rabbit hole of a topic obviously as i as i said before but uh it i think where imaging is super useful is as a confirmation if you're a bit unsure about like basically we go through all of our questions usually we'll do some um objective testing so uh looking at movements um doing these special not so special tests that's uh, another discussion where those funky tests where you get parts yep. resisted and all these movements they're not as diagnostic as we used to think um but Basically, where imaging is useful is if you've done a bunch of um, asked a lot of questions and you want to confirm maybe a, a sort of more serious injury, then it can be quite good. Like if you're like, oh, looks like you've probably done your, you know, a ligament, but you're not mm -hmm. sure how bad the tear is, then sometimes it can be good for that. Um, and otherwise, it can be good for screening for red flags like tumors, as we mm -hmm. as I was talking about before. Um, but it, it's it's more of a like confirmation if you're a bit like if you're not kind of. 100% sure. And the most important thing is if that information would change your management mm -hmm. because that's what 
like really comes down to if you get, like a lot of people like to get scans just to be like oh I got this thing but if that doesn't actually change how you're going to manage it anyway from the uh, discussion you've had before that then like it's sort of not much point and it does end up then playing into this injury identity thing and this perceived like increased perceived threat which we've talked a lot a lot about in the pain science episode so if you haven't listened to those go back to that um but yeah that's where um and the thing is with with injury with um scans as well is as i said before morphology doesn't necessarily equal pain or dysfunction and what i mean by that is you might like most people just like you develop wrinkles over your lifetime like your skin changes as you age you know you might get sort of sun damaged spots and whatever but it's still like functioning as skin and it's you know that's Mm. an expected thing that happens when we age and so but then people think that our joints and our bones and cartilage and everything should look just like it did when we were the day we were born pristine and and new as we age but really like if you've had a fairly active lifestyle and you know you've you've done and even if you haven't actually it's so often the case with people who haven't done an active have an active lifestyle and people who've you know maybe not got the muscular support around their joints which means that they're um, passive structures as I've talked about a lot before end up taking more of the load that's when things can sort of change so you'll get morphological change so you'll get like cartilage damage and you know things that don't look super pretty on an x-ray but that doesn't necessarily always equal when your pain actually started so um, but again this is a big discussion but that's <laughs> and we might go into it later in the week because we're talking about physio stuff all week but um, yeah I think it's just really key to understand that as part of this like initial appointment when you're getting this diagnostic idea like you can't just rely like you can't just skip this process and be like wait got an x-ray how do i how do i rehab it Mm -hmm. because we're treating people we're not treating scans yeah yeah for sure um and so just on to the next bit like we'll kind of fly through this because we haven't got heaps of time but um the really big thing that i think so often goes wrong with physio is people get these little exercise programs that uh, usually shown to you inside of a small windowless room and you have a TheraBand and you get a few sort of activation exercises and a few um, targeted muscle. Like if you tear your rotator cuff, you get a few external rotations and, and that's sort of it. But um, what we like to do is basically like rehab should be training in the presence of injury. It shouldn't be its whole a whole thing in its own. Like you, ideally, we're trying to keep you training as like the training should resemble what you like doing and what you are doing anyway. And if you've got a knee injury, there's no reason why you should stop going to the gym and, and keep doing exactly what you're doing for your upper body, for example. So um, what we really like to do after, um, you know, giving you education and um, telling you what to expect with the um, with your injury is, is basically after giving you a bit of a flare-up strategy, which is um, telling you how to settle things down if, if things get painful. Um, we like to make sure that you've, got a general exercise program that you can continue doing because as um, rad said at the beginning having an exercise habit is like the key thing to having long-term success and so often what injuries the worst thing about injuries is it takes people out of their habit and then they can't get started back into it and it starts a downward cycle so we really like to make sure you've got a you've still got a general exercise plan and that might mean some tweaking of what you've been doing because of the injury but before we jump into doing super specific um, targeted exercises, like you've got to make sure that um, it's the specific program is going to fit into a bigger generalized picture mm-hmm. and knowing how to keep doing things that will, um, you know, you'll enjoy. So, um, and again, working at Unity, it's just a dream because we've 
most of the patients who come through the gym already, it's like, tick, done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They've got a perfectly balanced program. And same with, like, I've been working with online um, patients as well. And if you are watching live and you would like to work with Nilesh or I online, you can, um, you can do so and you can book in at adpt.physio, unless you're from America, then we can't because <laughs> of your stupid insurance laws. Um, but, yeah, what's so nice about working with people at the UMS is, like, that that generalized program where you're getting a really good balance of strength, flexibility and fitness is already sort of sorted. And so we can go straight into like plugging in specific um, exercises that are relevant to your injury within that, um, into that general program. Now the hierarchy goes on, but we are running out of time. Yeah. Well, let's continue tomorrow. Yeah, right. You're here tomorrow, right? Yeah, we'll, yep. yeah, we'll yep. have some bonus knowledge as well, but yeah, hopefully just that what we've talked about today can give you a bit of a, a picture about like, what you should be looking for and what you want to like if you are seeing a different physio like having the knowledge to ask the questions around and and have the confidence that what they say doesn't necessarily mean 100% that's what you have to do like if you want you but basically like making sure you have that goals discussion making sure you have that expectation discussion around like how much help and assistance you actually need and actually want like obviously it's going to be a two-way conversation so they might make an argument for you know one way or the other and that's totally fine like it, I, you know definitely trust what health professionals are saying especially if they're a registered profession um like a physio but make sure it is you're informed and you can have that discussion you don't necessarily just go with what they like what they tell you to come back in for the million treatments so mm. anyway it's that's something tough. that um yeah, obviously a bit excited about. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, so am I. It's <laughs> a good, uh, it's a really good discussion, and it's something that's very, very different to what a lot of people think of physios for and, w- and what they should be doing. And um, yeah, I mean, look, my take-home message from this is that as as invaluable as a physio can be for you, they don't replace your own ownership that you have to take on things for yourself you know this you, you, you can't just go to anybody yeah. and say here's my problems fix them for me yeah um, it's got to it, be collaborative yeah right. even it, like even when you think of like largely that's what a surgeon does for you like when you think about it like a surgeon when you go in it's not like you're awake and you're doing anything to help them like you get you go into general anesthetic and and they do all their work for you but you have to recognize what have you done in your life to get yourself to the point where you need surgery and there's so many. And the thing is people think that if you get it surgically altered that you're suddenly going to be pain-free and fine. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't at all. And one of the biggest, like they've done studies into this with like sham surgeries where basically they've pretended to do surgery on something and they've not actually done it. And there's a big placebo effect and a big kind of halo effect around Mm -hmm. like people we respect in medical hierarchies and surgeons have like the ultimate sort of level of that. And they've done shame surgeries where they haven't actually done the surgical intervention. They've just been in the context of a surgery and been put under and had had they have a scar to prove it, but they don't know if they've actually done anything within the knee joint for this example. And, um, and it didn't make a difference in this knee arthroscopy um, study. And one of the biggest reasons why, surgery can be so effective is because it makes people take some ownership and take their rehab seriously and they're like oh if it's bad enough to have surgery i better do what the surgeon says and do these exercises afterwards Mm -hmm. and people actually do 12 weeks of a rehab Mm -hmm. program and then they're okay but if you're just on the 12 week rehab program to start off with you might not need surgery but anyway another big discussion that we can maybe explore later but yeah love to um 
if you guys want us to talk about anything specifically this week, do leave a comment and tag um, tag me in it, and we'll we'll see if we can weave it into the week of episodes. Yeah, for sure. Have a great day, everyone, and we will see you all tomorrow for another uh, amazing show. Health is about performance, not just body image. You better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there. We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, that's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that far. It's the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there. It's not the intensity. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. It's the gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.